Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The Rudy Giuliani Show. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. Little Frank Sinatra action. Since uh, so many Americans are beating the drums of war to invade Mexico, you're surely Curtis Lee, who knows more about Mexico than anybody here, other than our board operator, Diego, whose country of origin is Mexico. Diego, you better run back to Mexico and join the. The federales there because, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham, the warmonger, he wants to throw a bunch of cruise missiles over there. But this is the Rudy Giuliani show. My kumbari Rudy Giuliani is traveling today. So it's yours truly. Curtis Lee was set to take you the rest of the way. And let's face it, you can't you can't go past any newscast. I don't care what station you're watching or listening to in which we don't hear warmongers wanting to now attack Mexico, right? First it was, what, about a month ago? It was uh, go to war against Red China for a balloon that was shot down over South Carolina. I remember Gordon Chang, you know, said an act of war, an act of war. What happened to that? And then there are others who say we should ramp it up, Ukraine versus uh, Russia, and others who are talking about, hey, we got to take out Iran. And then there's always the menace of the evil seat of Kim Jong mentally ill behind the kimchi curtain of North Korea. But let's call it the quinella of the axis of evil. Let's uh, put a face on it, and it's clearly Mexico. At least you listen to all these warmongers who are just itching, just itching. To make more money for Blackstone and all the Fortune 500 companies and the military-industrial complex that then-outgoing President Eisenhower warned us about in 1960. But anyway, just to give you my background, I run Guardian Angel Groups in Mexico City, a city of 22 million, twice as large landmass as New York City, and Guadalajara, a much smaller city of 1.5 million, both of which attract a lot of tourists and a lot of Americanos and a lot of Americans who not only work there now because it's cheaper for companies to actually position people there, but also expatriates, expats, 1.6 million Americans who upon retirement decided they couldn't survive on Social Security here, which is true. So they went to uh, compounds that have been developed all throughout Mexico, which... Has expats there living, uh, including, remember Jesse the Body Ventura, who almost uh, thought about running for president as a Ross Perot type after being governor of the state of Minnesota and obviously being uh, Mr. WWF there for a while. So what do we do? Do we tell them, uh, pack their bags, come back? 
because we're going to be lobbing cruise missiles into laboratories where we say that fentanyl is being manufactured and then shipped north of the border into the United States. Uh, in fact, I have the leader of the Guardian Angels uh, is the Hulk Hogan of Mexico Wrestling. His name is Vampiro, and he's originally from Canada. So I, when I'm, I'm not there visiting, which I haven't been before the lockdown and pandemic, I always communicate with him because although he operates in Mexico, he's from Canada. He thinks the way Americans do. I said, what do you think of all this fear, fright, hysteria, and hype? He goes, well, let me tell you something. It's dangerous here. But it's not worthy of America lobbying cruise missiles in or sending troops in. So why don't we go back a little bit? Because we've been down this road before when I was just a young little whippersnapper. I think I was uh, 14 years old and Richard Nixon had just been elected president of the United States in 1968. And uh, it was a time in which, you know, oftentimes... You had disputes uh, at the border because so many drugs were being imported uh, north of the border into America. In fact, I'll never forget there was that famous scene at Cheech and Chong uh, in which uh, you had the news reporter at the border. Well, I'm going to make it all up to you. This is Toyota Kawasaki. You're at the Mexican-United States border where a huge task force of narcotic custom agents is preparing a surprise welcome for a vehicle which they say is constructed entirely of high-grade marijuana. Remember 1970 up in smoke, Cheech and Chong, as they were talking about that no-tax zone where so many cars were being manufactured, Japanese cars, American cars. That's why she named herself Toyota Kawasaki. Yeah, you got that, Diego. You got that. You figure that out. Then uh, we had where law enforcement, the DEA, and other agencies, not including Elvis Presley, by the way, who was given a DEA badge by the president of the United States, Richard Nixon, the number one drug user in all America. There he was, Elvis Presley, right in the White House, being given that DEA badge. All of a sudden there, oh, you had... uh, You had the enforcement that was taking place, the typical border interrogation if you were trying to come in from Mexico carrying drugs into the United States. How long have you guys been in Mexico? A week. I mean, they did that day. Which one is it, a week or a day? It's a weekday. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? Uh, Not anymore. You guys better step out of that van. And they used to take you out of your car, and they bring in the drug-sniffing dogs. Remember, this is 1970. And, I mean, they would search that vehicle for belly button lint. And then they would do interviews at the border to be able to show us what Richard Nixon's crackdown on drugs with Mexico was doing for us here in America. Exactly what are you looking for? Dope, drugs, weed, grass, toot, smack, quackers, uppers, downers, all-arounders. You name it, we want it. And how important is it to you to apprehend the suspects? Critical. The buying and selling of dope in this country may be the last vestige of free enterprise left. There's rumor, Sergeant, that the suspects might be armed and dangerous. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. Sergeant, have you yourself smoked marijuana? Once. Sounds heavy. It's good to hear. As they were taking Cheech and Chong and other dopers away in chains and shackled for bringing drugs, all kinds of drugs, into America. 
But I remember being in TJ, Tijuana, through the San Ysidro Canyon, up there in the hills at TJ where the rich live, there was the racetrack, and there was Extra AM, 690, the most powerful radio station in North America, aimed towards America, 100,000 powerful watts of sound. And you know who used to broadcast from there? Wolfman Jack. That's right, when Cousin Brucey chased them out of New York, when they had the big battle, Cousin Brucey at WABC, Wolfman Jack at WNBC, Cousin Brucey won, Wolfman Jack lost, Wolfman Jack went to Tijuana to extra AM 690 to be broadcasting, I mean, bombing into the United States. And Cousin Brucey uh, got recruited over, and guess what? Left WABC and went over to WNBC. Competition. That's what America is all about. And remember, in the 1960s and 70s, we had this insatiable appetite for drugs in America. We were the consumers. We were creating the demand. And Mexico was certainly more than happy to give us the supply. And then, naturally, we went to war against Colombia, the war on drugs, because you had the two cartels. You had the Medellin cartel led by Pablo Escobar and the Cali cartel. And so we went in there with the DEA. We helped Colombia eradicate their cartels because they were vicious. They killed judges. They killed elected officials. They killed everyone before them. And Pablo Escobar, you remember, acted like he was Al Capone, you know, like he was going to help the poor. He had soup kitchens. He gave away toys. He gave away all kinds of foods, uh, chuletas, pork chops, uh, con arroz, habichuelas, beans of rice. They love Pablo Escobar. 1993, they gunned him down. Now, all of a sudden, the cartels got broken up in Colombia. They weren't as strong as they had been. So guess what? Uh, cartels emerged in Mexico to start bringing in the cocaine across the border that so many Americans had an insatiable appetite for. Remember the movie Blow with Johnny Depp? Remember we couldn't satisfy the demand through the 70s, through the 80s, through the 90s. So obviously Mexico, the closest here to the United States, with a huge, tremendous border. So the Colombian cartel said, hey, we're not going to knock ourselves out here in the jungles of Colombia. Uh, we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the, uh, we'll get the uh, peasants to pick the coca leaves up there in the Andean mountains. We'll bring it down into the jungles. We'll process it and then we'll bring it to Mexico and the narco terrorists will bring it across the border. And all of a sudden, the United States said, we're going to fight back against this menace. So, We said to the Mexicans, in partnership with you, give us your best, your brightest, your special forces, your Marines. And we're going to bring them to Fort Bragg. That's right, Fort Bragg in Georgia. And we're going to teach them how to go into Mexico and kill these narco-terrorists that have the aid and assistance of those who survived from the days of the Medellin and Cali cartel in Colombia. And, oh, boy, we teach them how to read maps, communication, special forces training. We gave them machine guns. We gave them automatic weapons. They were the elite division of the Mexican military. And they were going back in there to fight the narco-terrorists. And guess what? Once they got there, they said, hey, we can make more money being the enforcers for the Gulf cartel. And they were. And then all of a sudden, right along the border, they said, we don't have to be enforcers anymore. We can be narco-terrorists ourselves. So they went to war against the Gulf, Gulf Cartel. Now, the Gulf Cartel, who are they? 
The Gulf Cartel are the guys who kidnapped these Americans, shot and killed two, uh, wounded the other two, and just uh, within 24 hours produced five guys. Who knows where they got them from and said, yeah, these are the guys responsible. We're sorry. Please call it off. Meantime, they're in this constant war with the Zetas to smuggle drugs across the border, to smuggle human beings across the border, illegal aliens, sex traffic across the border. They do everything illegal across the border. So there's that. That's okay. We trained them in Fort Benning. There are guys, right? Oh, they were Mexicans. Well, we trained them, right? And then you have the Gulf Cartel. And then you have, obviously, all kinds of cartels throughout Mexico. So now, all of a sudden, Lindsey Graham, who, when he was joined and allied with Joe Lieberman, remember, from Connecticut, he always sounded like he had constipation. And then John McCain, they were looking for wars in all the wrong places. Remember, they would travel the world. Let's go to war in Iraq. Let's go to war in Iran. Let's meet with the terrorists in Libya who want to overthrow Muammar Gaddafi. Oh, they're the Muslim Brotherhood. Oh, we made a mistake there. Oh, how did that work out for us? And they met in Syria with ISIS to overthrow Bashir al-Assad in Damascus. Hey, how did that work out? I mean, and the only surviving member of that group now is Lindsey Graham, warmonger number one. Now he wants to go at Mexico. Mexico is a safe haven. It is a narco-terrorist state. Um, The safe haven provides Mexican cartels the ability with impunity to deliver lethal doses of fentanyl into our nation uh, that is the leading cause of death of Americans from 18 to 45. He's just digging in. Our number is one 800 848 Nine two two two. This is the Rudy Giuliani show. But wait, wait. When we come back, more of the war mongers beating the drums to lob those cruise missiles right into Mexico right during spring break. Rudy Giuliani. Oh oh oh, O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Rudy Giuliani. And the Tijuana Brass. Herb Albert, right? His parents were Romanian Jews in L.A. Or the Tijuana Brass, right? Synonymous with Mexico. And there was watching the warmonger himself, Lindsey Graham, talking about how fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. Fentanyl is up to 10,000 times more lethal than the dose of morphine. Morphine. Fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. 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 Where have we heard that before? When the warmongers were beating the drums to invade Iraq and take out Saddam Hussein because of the weapons of mass destruction. Remember Bush 43? Vice President Cheney, and then Colin Powell, 
in George Tenet in front of the General Assembly of the United Nations. These were two graduates of public high schools in New York City. George Tenet, who grew up in Astoria, went to Bronx High School of Science. Colin Powell grew up in the South Bronx, went to Morris High School. We were so proud of them. They, they were making the argument to the world by the United Nations why we had to invade Iraq. And then it was Vice President Cheney who was really calling the shots. Warmonger number one who said this. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has... Yeah, yeah, we heard that. Yeah, we're still looking for those weapons of mass destruction. Why don't you go back to waterboarding uh, uh, the al-Qaeda members remaining there in Gitmo and Cuba, huh, Dick Cheney? Be done with us. He gave us Liz Cheney. Be done with us. Another another weapon of mass destruction. By the way, oh, the FBI has told all of the teenagers out there and young adults who are going on spring break from colleges and high schools, do not go to Cancun. Do not go to Cuevos, St. Lucas. Do not be downing mojitos on the beach or jello shots or margaritas or that tequila, which is synonymous with Mexico, or the Corona or the Modelo. Stay away from Mexico. Hey, don't even go to Acapulco, even though they're charging cheaper rates. Have we lost our minds, ladies and gentlemen? Do you realize Mexico is our number two trading partner in the world? Do you realize how many trucks and how many cars cross over the border each and every day? How many people come back and forth and work on both sides each day? And we're going to allow these warmongers to start lobbing cruise missiles into Mexico? ho, 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 ho. I don't think so. But I will tell you this. Maybe it's time that we come back with a movie. Remember it was uh, Wag the Dog with uh, Robert De Niro? You know how we uh, attacked Albania? And my favorite was Canadian Bacon. Oh, that was the absolute best with John Candy, remember, who invaded Canada on behalf of the United States. And Alan Alda was our president who realized he had to be a warmonger against Canada, our 51st state. Why not a new movie? When we come back, I'm going to unveil a movie I would like to make for all the warmongers out there. Mexico Churros, right? We must invade Mexico to stop all the churros that is coming across. I see these women selling churros in the subways and in the streets. We must put an end to that. Rudy Giuliani. For those of you who are Netflix bingers, it's the theme song from Narcos about the life and times of Pablo Escobar. Used to wear $5,000 customized suits like somebody else I know, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Rodrigo Amarante. It's all about the drug trafficking, all about the business. And remember, we went at them in Colombia, and rightfully so. 
But it's like when all of a sudden you set up the rack on a pool table and you break the rack, they don't just disappear because of our insatiable appetite here for drugs. I know we don't want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen. I know you just want to listen to somebody like a warmonger, Lindsey Graham, who's always been itching to go to war somewhere on the globe. Drug cartels in Mexico have been terrorizing Americans for decades. We're going to unleash the fury and might of the United States against these cartels. We're going to destroy their business model and their lifestyle because our national security and the security of the United States as a whole depends on us taking decisive action. Yeah, oh man, what a set you got, Lindsey Graham. Maybe we could recruit Sean Penn. Remember, Sean Penn traveled to the jungles of southern Mexico to find Shorty Pablo Guzman. Remember, his girlfriend helped him find her to do the interview. Now, where's Pablo Guzman? Shorty Pablo Guzman in Florence, the bowels of the federal penitentiary. Supermax for life. He never sees natural daylight. And, of course, we took him out and others just replaced him because why? We have an insatiable appetite for drugs here in America. We never want to deal with that. God forbid foreign countries have been telling this to us for decades. But let's uh, let's sort of connect the dots. Let's assume we want to go to war in Mexico. Why not watch the great picture, one of the greatest of all time, featuring Humphrey Bogart in Sierra Madre. When these Americans were there panning for gold in Sierra Madre, and remember they came across the Mexican Federales. Oiga, senor, we are Federales. You know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. We didn't try to do you any harm. Why don't you try to be a little more polite? Because you're gone, and we leave you in peace. I need my gun myself. Oh, throw that old light on over here. We'll pick it up and go Norway. You go anyway without my gun and go quick. Shot him right uh, through his hat there. And interesting, he didn't hit him. You don't take guns from Americans. Not even Humphrey Bogart, who was from the Upper West Side. They even named the street after him where they want to take all our guns away in the Upper West Side. They're so far to the left. They're so progressive. So all of a sudden, the federales gathered up because the Americans were there in the Sierra Madre with Humphrey Bogart panning for gold. They all had their guns aimed at the federales. So now the federales try to bribe Humphrey Bogart to give up his Gun, it's God-given right, Second Amendment right. You'll have to pry that gun out of Humphrey Bogart's cold, dead hand. Look here, amigo. You got the wrong idea. We don't want to get you gun for nothing. We want to buy it. Look, I have a gold watch with a gold chain made in your own country. The watch and the chain, they were the least 200 pesos. I'll change it for you, gone. You better take it. That's a good business for you. You keep your watch. I'll keep my gun. Oh, you keep it. You will keep it. We won't get it. I'll show you. Me llévala. 
They shot the gold watch. By the way, do we make any more gold watches in the United States? Of course not. <laughs> now, I don't know. I know a lot of you like to think that guns get sold all over Mexico. I know of only one place you can buy a gun in Mexico. That's it. One gun store licensed by the government. Where do they get all the other guns from, all the narco t- cartels? America. America, they get all their guns here, and then they bring it back south of the border into Mexico. Yes, yes, I know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we like to blame the Mexicans for everything. And, God, if we had to listen to the Mexican, Mexican uh, president lecture us, a man who has uh, four names. Oh, my God, I never trust anybody with three names. But the Mexican president is Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Four names. Well, that, that really gets me a little nervous. Socialist, clearly, slash communist, populist. Uh, he would like to eventually just legalize all drugs because he's lost control of his country. They're the narco-terrorists. His generals are paid off by the narco-terrorists. His federales, his police, the politicians. But he said something very poignant. And, you know, you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. We would like to demonize this guy. We need to heal. We always need a heal to go to war. Remember Saddam Hussein, Hitler, Putin, Hitler, Bashir Assad in Syria, Hitler. Whenever we start labeling people Hitler, you know, bang, 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 we're getting ready to go to war. We haven't done that yet with this president. But he said something very poignant. He said, look, you create the demand. Why don't you take care of your young people? Why don't you take care of the serious problems of social decay in America? Why don't you temper the constant increase in drug consumption? Now, is he wrong? This was done in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000, 2010, 2020, and once again, that's more than 60 years of constant drug consumption by Americans. Legal drugs. Remember, we like to go across the border. I've been at the border crossings uh, from the San Ysidro Canyon right into TJ, from Laredo into Nuevo Laredo on the Mexican side. they got Walmart-sized pharmacies. Americans love to come across to get their legal drugs and drugs that are legal in Mexico that are not legal here, like steroids, like, oh, yeah, the little... Uh, what is that, the little uh, uh, purple, blue pill, you know, <laughs> Levitra, Cialis. <laughs> and you can take out uh, boxes of it. Oh, we love that. Right in, back and forth across the border, no matter where you go. Brownsville to Matamoros, where the four Americans were kidnapped, two of them killed. And by the way, are we willing to go to war for four people who came in from South Carolina? All of them who had previous arrests for drug sales and drug use. And we believe that they went there with their female friend for a tummy tuck. Is anybody out there believing that they went to Metamorosis on the other side of Brownsville, Texas, just for a tummy tuck? Or do you think they wanted to cut out the middleman in South Carolina where they bought their drugs from, the wholesaler, and just go straight south of the border, buy the drugs, bring it back, and you can make even better profit? And maybe something went wrong with those members of the Gulf Cartel, right? We see five of them. They're sitting there right on their tuchus there. Uh, <laughs> hey, please, we don't want problems from the USA. We got a good thing going here. 
Don't lob any cruise missiles in on us. But think about what the president of Mexico said. You have created the demand. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up under laissez-faire economics, supply and demand. We constantly are demanding these drugs, all of these drugs, and they're supplying them. We remember the mafia. The mafia used to bring the the poppies from Afghanistan over the hills, Kathmandu and Nepal into Turkey, and then ship them to the laboratories in Marseille in France and to Sicily and turn it into heroin and then bring it in the belly of ships up in Toronto and Canada or right into the ports of America. And then the Italian mafia wanted to distribute it in the black communities. And then all of a sudden they realized there's a lot of money in this. Hey, we'll distribute it in all communities. Did we ever go to war? Did we ever bomb those uh, laboratories in Marseille and Sicily where we knew that the production mills were taking place to create the heroin that was killing people here in America back in the 60s and 70s? Mostly blacks first. But then it spread to others, right? Haven't we seen this before? How come other countries don't seem to have the insatiable appetite for drugs that we do? Obviously, we have the money to buy the drugs. And we have people we can steal the money from. And we have products that we can steal. And look at all these guys walking in right now. I'm broadcasting from Manhattan as they're shoplifting and boosting. Most of them doing that to support their drug habit. We now have injection sites where you can go into a storefront, two of them in New York, five more on their way, in which you buy the drugs illegally from a drug dealer on the outside who's like selling popcorn, Cracker Jack, peanuts at a baseball game like their vendors. You buy it illegally. How did you get the money to buy it? You stole in the area or you stole from your family. White collar, blue collar, no collar crime. Then you go in... And Nurse Ratchet injects you safely so you don't spread hepatitis C or HIV, right? Come on. We have this insatiable desire to use drugs. But, oh, we just want to keep banging the drums. And uh, I was listening earlier today on this national show. Brian Kilmeade says, no good. The Gulf Cartel apologized for those four Americans, two that were killed, two that were injured, uh, that were kidnapped initially by the Gulf Cartel. It's not enough. I believe that when he Graham comes out and says it's time to start rocketing the cartels, next thing you know, they actually apologized for killing two of our people and kidnapping the other two. I say apology not accepted. Brian, what are we going to do? Go to war against Mexico? Look. There are certain stats here that are undeniable. Nobody wants to talk about this, right? Passengers and personal vehicles, mostly from the United States, going into Mexico every year. 240 million passengers. We're going to hear from a talk show host, James Golden, who thinks it's completely unsafe to travel the highway system in Mexico. Uh, When we were kids, we learned in history class that the Pan-American Highway was built so that you could travel from Canada all the way down to Argentina and Chile right before you hit Antarctica. Remember that? You go across the Isthmus of Panama, the canal, but you drive right through Mexico. 240 million passengers crossed each year 
most of them Americans. Plus, there are Mexicans who cross over the border. They have work visas to work in America each and every day in border towns. What are you going to do there? It's 7 million commercial trucks that come into America under NAFTA, North American Free Trade Association. It used to be that when the truck came over the 18-wheel tractor trailer, they had to unhook the Mexican drivers, go back, and then the American Teamsters would take it the rest of the way. Under NAFTA, no, the Mexican driver can take it from Calexico straight to Chicago. Are we going to stop all 7 million commercial trucks, put them to the wayside, and wait days and days and days before they're checked in order to bring their produce to market. They're our second biggest trading partner in the world. Let's get real here. And if you bomb the laboratories and make fentanyl there, which they do, the president lied in Mexico, like politicians here lie. They just moved to Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador. So think about it. Maybe if we stop the demand, there won't be as much supply. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need, 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. 2023 is already well underway. So don't wait any longer to level up your small business and set your year up for success. Get ahead of the competition by using Stamps.com to mail and ship. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, and it's not hard to see why. Stamps.com gives you access to the USPS and UPS services you need right from your computer. Setup only takes minutes, and with postage rates increasing yet again, you'll be happy to know that Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry, up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Stamps.com even tells you what your cheapest and fastest shipping options are, so you know you're getting the best rate every single time. Set up your business for success and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code VALUE for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code VALUE. Rudy Giuliani. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. 
off. I clicked my heels. I want to go back to Kansas. I want to go back to Kansas. Remember Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz? If I click my heels, I could have been mayor. I could have been mayor. I could have been mayor. Yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. I lost to Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan in the last mayoral election. But this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And normally it's Mayor Rudy Giuliani's final thoughts, Michael Buttigieg. Help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Now, Diego, our board operator here, his country of birth, Mexico, you may have to go back and join Pancho Villa and guard your border from cruise missiles coming over as General Lindsey Graham, warmonger, is ready to fire away. But um, you're also board operator for the James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdlich Show. And this is what James Golden said the other day, which I have vertical from. If you're on a highway in Mexico, you are traveling on an unsafe road. No matter what highway you are, you are open to a threat. Now, let's look at the analytics, right? Let's go to the charts. San Ysidro, which I've been through the canyon uh, into Tijuana, and, of course, the roadway there, 26 million vehicles a year pass through, mostly going into Mexico. Then El Paso into Juarez, 19 million vehicles. Uh, Otemesa, 12 million. Laredo into Nuevo Laredo, 11 million. Brownsville into Metamorosa, which is where the four Americans were kidnapped from South Carolina, two killed. Ten million, Calexico to uh, the United States, nine million, and Hidalgo, nine million into the United States. These are the major border crossings. You're going to stop each and every one of the vehicles. You're going to check for belly button lint. You think that's going to stop fentanyl when we have created this insatiable demand? We just want a bigger and better high, right? You go to a typical heroin user and you say, hey, no, no, I don't want to buy heroin today. I hear you got that fentanyl stuff, man. I hear that's the that's the best. And now they're even using animal, right? Animal. Oh, God. Say, such, so much so tranquilizes that it's like Ebola, the flesh-eating virus. You see it there in Somerset and Kensington and Philadelphia. They say, I don't want fentanyl. I want that animal tranquilizer. So what are you going to do? Ban animal tranquilizer. Anyway, let's go to the phones. It's Randy calling all the way from Georgia, where I was talking about Fort Benning, which is the largest military base there. It's the Rudy Giuliani Show. Your turn to be heard, Randy. Hey, Curtis. Good to hear you. Um, I hope Rudy's doing okay, first of all. Yeah, no, no, Rudy's just in transit. He wasn't able to do the show today. Oh, great. Okay, good. Um, yeah, uh, you know, remember back in uh, the 20s, we had a thing called Prohibition? Yep. And and that didn't work out too well, did it? Not at all. Uh, we had to become no. wet again. Yeah, we legalized it, and we controlled it. And the price came down, I imagine, and it was a lot less crime because – Guys like uh, Al Capone were put out of, pretty much put out of business, and all the bootleggers, like the old Kennedy uh, grand, grandfather, yeah, I forgot his name, Joe Kennedy. But anyway, 
What, and now with legalizing marijuana, in a, in, well, it's been going on for a long time. Colorado, I think, was like one of the first states. What about just legalizing everything? Have dispensaries where the, where the product is tested and it's and it's and you take out the profit the profit from from the traffickers from the dealers. Well, Randy, um, uh, Canada has now started to legalize cocaine, so you know we're on that slippery path. State of Oregon has legalized all these dangerous drugs. They're too many for me to go through right now. We're starting to move in that direction. I'm not I'm not there yet. But the president of Mexico, and again, never trust anybody with three names, but this guy has four, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. He is so overwhelmed by the corruption of the narco-terrorists, he basically wants to legalize all drugs and say, hey, legalize all drugs, and we put a crimp into the ability of the narco-terrorists to control our generals, our National Guard, our police, our federales, and uh, just become a menace to everything we try to do in Mexico. Let's go to Denny, who's calling from Pennsylvania. Your turn to be heard here on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, Hi, Curtis. I'm sorry to take up your time. Uh, I just wanted to – Fort Bragg is in North Carolina. No, I think I said Fort Benning. If I said Fort Bragg, I apologize. Yeah, Fort Benning is in Georgia, but Fort Bragg is in North Carolina because those, those are the only two places I've ever been. Oh, my and, my mistake. I apologize profusely, but it's Fort Benning where we train a lot of foreign soldiers and foreign military. Most times it works out well, but when we brought the brightest, the best, uh, the Marines, the special forces from Mexico specifically to train them in our tactics so that they could go back and work with the DEA, and smashed the narco-terrorists, uh, the narco-providers uh, uh, of the drugs, they decided, hey, now we have the American equipment, we have the American knowledge, uh, we'll be their enforcers, they'll have to pay a VIG, and pretty soon they realized that they're the strongest of the strong, and they became a narco-terrorist organization itself. So, hey, we created this monster monster's been around for a long time. If you think a few cruise missiles at laboratories in Mexico is going to stop the wave of fentanyl coming into the country, you're just kidding yourself. And never listen to Lindsey Graham, that warmonger. Rudy Giuliani. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Rudy Giuliani. Curtis Lee, in for Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani. For those of you who are Netflix bingers... It's the theme's uh, song from Narcos about the life and times of Pablo Escobar. Used to wear $5,000 customized suits. Like somebody else I know, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Rodrigo Amarante. 
It's all about the drug trafficking, all about the business. And remember, we went at them in Colombia, and rightfully so. But it's like when all of a sudden you set up the rack on a pool table and you break the rack, they don't just disappear because of our insatiable appetite here for drugs. I know we don't want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen. I know you just want to listen to somebody like a warmonger, Lindsey Graham, who's always been itching to go to war somewhere on the globe. Drug cartels in Mexico have been terrorizing Americans for decades. We're going to unleash the fury and might of the United States against these cartels. We're going to destroy their business model and their lifestyle because our national security and the security of the United States as a whole depends on us taking decisive action. Yeah, real. Oh, man, what a set you got, Lindsey Graham. Maybe we could recruit Sean Penn. Remember, Sean Penn traveled to the jungles of southern Mexico to find Shorty Pablo Guzman. Remember, his girlfriend helped him find her to do the interview. Now, where's Pablo Guzman? Shorty Pablo Guzman in Florence, the bowels of the federal penitentiary. Supermax for life. He never sees natural daylight. And, of course, we took him out and others just replaced him because why? We have an insatiable appetite for drugs here in America. We never want to deal with that. God forbid foreign countries have been telling this to us for decades. But let's uh, let's sort of connect the dots. Let's assume we want to go to war in Mexico. Why not watch the great picture, one of the greatest of all time, featuring Humphrey Bogart in Sierra Madre. When these Americans were there panning for gold in Sierra Madre, and remember they came across the Mexican Federales. Oiga, senor, we are Federales. You know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. No sea tonto, hombre. We didn't try to do you any harm. Why don't you try to be a little more polite? Because you're gone, and we leave you in peace. I need my gun myself. Oh, throw that old iron over here. We'll pick it up and go Norway. You go anyway without my gun and go quick. Shot him right uh, through his hat there. And interesting, he didn't hit him. You don't take guns from Americans. Not even Humphrey Bogart, who was from the Upper West Side. They even named the street after him where they want to take all our guns away in the Upper West Side. They're so far to the left. They're so progressive. So all of a sudden, the federales gathered up because the Americans were there in the Sierra Madre with Humphrey Bogart panning for gold. They all had their guns aimed at the federales. So now the federales try to bribe Humphrey Bogart to give up his Gun is God-given right, Second Amendment right. You have to pry that gun out of Humphrey Bogart's cold, dead hand. Look here, amigo. You got the wrong idea. We don't want to get you gun for nothing. We want to buy it. Look, I have a gold watch with a gold chain made in your own country. The watch and the chain, they worth at least 200 pesos. I'll change it for you, gone. You better take it. That's a good business for you. You keep your watch, I'll keep my gun. 
or you give it. You will give it. We won't get it. I'll show you. They shot the gold watch. By the way, do we make any more gold watches in the United States? Of course not. <laughs> now, I don't know. I know a lot of you like to think that guns get sold all over Mexico. I know of only one place you can buy a gun in Mexico. That's it. One gun store licensed by the government. Where do they get all the other guns from, all the narco t- cartels? America. America, they get all their guns here, and then they bring it back south of the border into Mexico. Yes, yes, I know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we like to blame the Mexicans for everything. And, God, if we had to listen to the Mexican, Mexican uh, president lecture us, a man who has uh, four names. Oh, my God, I never trust anybody with three names. But the Mexican president is Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Four names. Well, that, that really gets me a little nervous. Socialists, clearly, slash communists, populists. Uh, he would like to eventually just legalize all drugs because he's lost control of his country. They're the narco-terrorists, his generals are paid off by the narco-terrorists, his federales, his police, the politicians. But he said something very poignant. And, you know, you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. We would like to demonize this guy. We need a heel. We always need a heel to go to war. Remember Saddam Hussein, Hitler, Putin, Hitler, Bashir Assad in Syria, Hitler. Whenever we start labeling people Hitler, you know, bang, 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 we're getting ready to go to war. We haven't done that yet with this president. But he said something very poignant. He said, look, you create the demand. Why don't you take care of your young people? Why don't you take care of the serious problems of social decay in America? Why don't you temper the constant increase in drug consumption? Now, is he wrong? This was done in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000, 2010, 2020, and once again, that's more than 60 years of constant drug consumption by Americans. Legal drugs. Remember, we like to go across the border. I've been at the border crossings uh, from the San Ysidro Canyon right into TJ, from Laredo into Nuevo Laredo on the Mexican side. they got Walmart-sized pharmacies. Americans love to come across to get their legal drugs and drugs that are legal in Mexico that are not legal here, like steroids, like, oh, yeah, the little... Uh, what is that, the little uh, uh, purple blue pill, you know, <laughs> Levitra, Cialis. <laughs> and you can take out uh, boxes of it. Oh, we love that. Right in back and forth across the border, no matter where you go. Brownsville to Matamoros, where the four Americans were kidnapped, two of them killed. And by the way, are we willing to go to war for four people who came in from South Carolina? All of them who have previous arrests for drug sales and drug use. And we believe that they went there with their female friend for a tummy tuck. Is anybody out there believing that they went to Matamoros on the other side of Brownsville, Texas, just for a tummy tuck? Or do you think they wanted to cut out the middleman in South Carolina where they bought their drugs from, the wholesaler, and just go straight south of the border, buy the drugs, bring it back, and you can make even better profit? 
and maybe something went wrong with those members of the Gulf Cartel, right? We see five of them. They're sitting there right on their tuchus there. Uh, <laughs> hey, please, we don't want problems from the USA. We got a good thing going here. Don't lob any cruise missiles in on us. But think about what the president of Mexico said. You have created the demand. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up under laissez-faire economics, supply and demand. We constantly are demanding these drugs, all of these drugs, and they're supplying them. We remember the mafia. The mafia used to bring the the poppies from Afghanistan over the hills, Kathmandu and Nepal into Turkey, and then ship them to the laboratories in Marseille in France and to Sicily and turn it into heroin and then bring it in the belly of ships up in Toronto and Canada or right into the ports of America. And then the Italian mafia wanted to distribute it in the black communities. And then all of a sudden they realized uh, there's a lot of money in this. Hey, we'll distribute it in all communities. Did we ever go to war? Did we ever bomb those uh, laboratories in Marseille and Sicily where we knew that the production mills were taking place to create the heroin that was killing people here in America back in the 60s and 70s? Mostly blacks first. But then it spread to others, right? Haven't we seen this before? How come other countries don't seem to have the insatiable appetite for drugs that we do? Obviously, we have the money to buy the drugs. And we have people we can steal the money from. And we have products that we can steal. And look at all these guys walking in right now. I'm broadcasting from Manhattan as they're shoplifting and boosting, most of them doing that to support their drug habit. We now have injection sites where you can go into a storefront, two of them in New York, five more on their way, in which you buy the drugs illegally from a drug dealer on the outside who's like selling popcorn, Cracker Jack, peanuts at a baseball game like their vendors you buy it illegally. How did you get the money to buy it? You stole in the area or you stole from your family. White collar, blue collar, no collar crime. Then you go in and nurse ratchet injects you safely so you don't spread hepatitis C or HIV, right? Come on. We have this insatiable desire to use drugs. But, oh, we just want to keep banging the drums. And... Uh, listening earlier today on his national show, Brian Kilmeade, says, no good. The Gulf Cartel apologized for those four Americans, two that were killed, two that were injured, uh, that were kidnapped initially by the Gulf Cartel. It's not enough. I believe that when he Graham comes out and says it's time to start rocketing the cartels, next thing you know, they actually apologized for killing two of our people and kidnapping the other two. I say apology not accepted. Ryan, what are we going to do? Go to war against Mexico? Look, there are certain stats here that are undeniable. Nobody wants to talk about this, right? Passengers and personal vehicles, mostly from the United States, going into Mexico every year. 240 million passengers. We're going to hear from uh, talk show host James Golden, who thinks it's completely unsafe to travel the highway system in Mexico. Uh, when we were kids, we learned in history class that the Pan-American Highway was built so that you could travel from Canada all the way down to Argentina and Chile right before you hit 
Antarctica. Remember that? You go across the Isthmus of Panama, the canal, but you drive right through Mexico. 240 million passengers crossed each year. Most of them Americans. Plus, there are Mexicans who cross over the border. They have work visas to work in America each and every day in border towns. What are you going to do there? There's 7 million commercial trucks that come into America under NAFTA, North American Free Trade Association. It used to be that when the truck came over the 18-wheel tractor trailer, they had to unhook the Mexican drivers, go back, and then the American Teamsters would take it the rest of the way. On the NAFTA, no, the Mexican driver can take it from Calexico straight to Chicago. Are we going to stop all 7 million commercial trucks, put them to the wayside, and wait days and days and days before they're checked in order to bring their produce to market. They're our second biggest trading partner in the world. Let's get real here. And if you bomb the laboratories and make fentanyl there, which they do, the president lied in Mexico, like politicians here lying. They just moved to Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador. So think about it. Maybe if we stop the demand, they won't be as much supply. Rudy Giuliani. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's Final Thoughts. Oh, I clicked my heels. I want to go back to Kansas. I want to go back to Kansas. Remember Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz? If I click my heels, I could have been mayor. I could have been mayor. I could have been mayor. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. I lost to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan in the last mayoral election, but this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and normally it's Mayor Rudy Giuliani's final thoughts, my Kumbada Cheech. Help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Now, Diego, our board operator here, his country of birth, Mexico, you may have to go back and join Pancho Villa and guard your border from cruise missiles coming over as General Lindsey Graham, warmonger, is ready to fire away. But um, you're also board operator for the James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly Show. And this is what James Golden said the other day, which I have vertical from. If you're on a highway in Mexico, you are traveling on an unsafe road. No matter what highway you are, you are open to a threat. Now, let's look at the analytics, right? Let's go to the charts. San Ysidro, which I've been through the canyon uh, into Tijuana, and, of course, the roadway there, 26 million vehicles a year pass through, mostly going into Mexico. Then El Paso into Juarez, 19 million vehicles. Uh, Otemesa, 12 million. Laredo into Nuevo Laredo, 11 million. Brownsville into Metamorosa, which is where the four Americans were kidnapped from South Carolina, two killed. 10 million. Calexico to uh, the United States, 9 million. And Hidalgo, 9 million into the United States. These are the major border crossings. You're going to stop each and every one of the vehicles. You're going to check for belly button lint. 
You think that's going to stop fentanyl when we have created this insatiable demand? We just want a bigger and better high, right? You go to a typical heroin user and you say, hey, no, no, I don't want to buy heroin today. I hear you got that fentanyl stuff, man. I hear that's the that's the best. And now they're even using animal, right? Animal. Oh, God. Say, such, so much so tranquilizes that it's like Ebola, the flesh-eating virus. You see it there in Somerset and Kensington and Philadelphia. You say, I don't want fentanyl. I want that animal tranquilizer. So what are you going to do? Ban animal tranquilizer. Anyway, let's go to the phones. It's Randy calling all the way from Georgia, where I was talking about Fort Benning, which is the largest military base there. It's the Rudy Giuliani show. Your turn to be heard, Randy. Hey, Curtis. Good to hear you. Um, I hope Rudy's doing okay, first of all. Yeah, no, no. Rudy's just in transit. He wasn't able to do the show today. Oh, great. Okay, good. Um, yeah, uh, you know, remember back in uh, the 20s, we had a thing called Prohibition? Yep. And and that didn't work out too well, did it? Not at all. Uh, we had to become no. wet again. Yeah, we legalized it, and we controlled it. And the price came down, I imagine, and it was a lot less crime because guys like uh, Al Capone were put out of, pretty much put out of business, and all the bootleggers, like the old Kennedy uh, grand, grandfather, yeah, I forgot his name, Joe Kennedy. But anyway, what, and now we're legalizing marijuana. In a, in, well, it's been going on for a long time. Colorado, I think, was like one of the first states. What about... Just legalizing everything. Have dispensaries where the, where the product is tested, and it's and it's and you take out the profit the profit from from the traffickers, from the dealers. Well, Randy, um, uh, Canada has now started to legalize cocaine, so you know we're on that slippery path. State of Oregon has legalized all these dangerous drugs. They're too many for me to go through right now. We're starting to move in that direction. I'm not I'm not there yet. But the president of Mexico, and again, never trust anybody with three names, but this guy has four, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. He is so overwhelmed by the corruption of the narco-terrorists, he basically wants to legalize all drugs and say, hey, legalize all drugs, and we put a crimp into the ability of the narco-terrorists to control our generals, our National Guard, our police, our federales and uh, just become a menace to everything we try to do in Mexico. Let's go to Denny, who's calling from Pennsylvania. Your turn to be heard here on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, hi, Curtis. I, I'm sorry to take up your time. Uh, I just wanted to uh, – Fort Bragg is in North Carolina. No, I think I said Fort Benning. If I said Fort Bragg, I apologize. Yeah, Fort Benning is in Georgia, but Fort Bragg is in North Carolina because those, those are the only two places I have ever been. Oh, my, my mistake. I apologize profusely, but it's Fort Benning where we train a lot of foreign soldiers and foreign military. Most times it works out well, but when we brought the brightest, the best, uh, the Marines, the special forces from Mexico specifically to train them in our tactics so that they could go back and work with the DEA and smash the narco-terrorists, uh, the narco-providers uh, uh, of the drugs... They decided, hey, now we have the American equipment, we have the American knowledge, uh, we'll be their enforcers, they'll have to pay a VIG, and pretty soon they realized that they're the strongest of the strong, and they became a narco-terrorist organization itself. So, hey, we created this monster, 
This monster's been around for a long time. If you think a few cruise missiles at laboratories in Mexico is going to stop the wave of fentanyl coming into the country, you're just kidding yourself. And never listen to Lindsey Graham, that warmonger. Rudy Giuliani. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 